Bluff City NIL is an official partner of Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your donations to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership with Coaching for Literacy. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphone are your hosts, TJ Willis and Trey Lasley. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. Two and O this week, Tej. What's up, man? I don't think you can complain. Two good wins, right? Could be losses. I wouldn't have called them good, but you they won. could have been losses. Uh, first thing, they could hey. have been losses, and those would have been real bad losses. Real bad. Uh, Tej, first things first. What are we drinking? Look at this invisible beer. This is the uh, the mine. thrill is on by Bill Street Brewing. This is a, uh, a thrill. A hazy Shout IPA it makes double me think dry of, hop. Uh, Will the Thrill Barton. Shout out Will the Thrill if you're listening. We know that you are. It's a hazy IPA. Fun fact, Will Barton is my favorite tiger of all time. I was going to ask who was one of your favorite tigers of all time. I was actually going to ask, since we're talking Will the Thrill, what's one of your favorite Memphis Tiger nicknames of all time? Um, football or basketball? That's tough. Socks is there's... good. Shout out EP, the little general. But there's one that stands above all. I don't know if we're thinking about the same name, but Swamp Donkey is oh, is pretty yeah. top notch. Oh, of, Swamp Donkey, uh, a funny name. Oh, it's Swamp Donkey. Although, like, who wants to be called Swamp Donkey? Like he openly took that although, on. Although, like, yeah, whatever couple episodes ago trench baby that's going to be up there it's definitely going to be up there i don't i don't think anyone can we'll see we'll see how trench baby fares on the field but the potential is there to be up there for one of the top names trench baby is more uplifting i guess is the way i would word that like if someone's like hey what's your nickname you're like swamp donkey like you kind of hide that you don't you don't don't say i'm swamp donkey Donkey. you embrace i think you hide swamp no no I don't know it. about that one. I would embrace it mm. for shizzle. I don't know. So Will the Thrill is your own. favorite tiger of all time? Oh, yeah, true story. Gosh, it's so hard to pick. Rodney Carney. You gotta pick. That's a good one. I really liked Rodney Carney. But then CDR comes along, Supreme Bay. That's another good nickname. Is it? I don't know. It's not a nickname. It's his legal name now, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's his name. I don't know, CDR, Rodney Carney. I mean, I loved Antonio Burks. Kelly um, Wise. Let's get real. Omar Sneed, Kelly Wise. Wow. Omar <laughs> Sneed. I don't know. Marcus Moody. Oh, mm, what was his name? Big Block City. Uh, 
Hakeem Bailey. Hakeem Bailey. I think that was his nickname. Oh my gosh. Try to think of the most random Tiger basketball player you can right now. I, I think I just did, honestly. Um Oh no no no. Oh gosh, what was his name? Hippolyte Tasvik. Right. No, I saw Hip not that long ago and he looked at me like I was I was a crazy man. I said something to him and he was like, Who the hell is this guy? You say what's up, Hip? And he's oh, just like, gosh. Oh gosh, there's some uh, there's some on the tubby teams. I was looking at the tubby the tubby teams not too long no. ago. And it, it's the guy I'm dude, thinking there of. There were guys on those player. teams. I I could tell you they did never ever played basketball for the University of Memphis, but they're on the roster. How about no? Uh, there's a tubby Rad player. Chad. I can't think of his name. Rad yeah, his Chad. friend, the little guy. What's the little guy's name? What? The little guy. Was little next to Rad Chad. Nah, dude. You know what I'm talking about. I really don't. Uh, uh, he was a walk-on, and uh, oh gosh, I'm not gonna be able to find it. I give up. He was a little bitty guy. He came in and just was crushing threes. He played at some super small school. You know who I'm talking he, about? Someone is listening, as a, screaming he, at he us. He played as a walk-on, very slightly, not nothing serious. Came in raining threes. Uh, no, I'm combining two people. I'm combining Christian Kessie and uh, Frick. That I I have to look Christian it up. I'm going to come back later on him. Christian Kessie was the guard. He was a transfer yeah. from a super small school. It was supposed to be like good. It was he was not as advertised. But this is all irrelevant. The guys I'm talking about, it was friends with like Rad Chad Ryhook or Ryhook, whatever his name was. And he was a walk on. He would play every now and then. Caleb Castro, yes. Holy he was not, he did not play basketball for us. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh my gosh, dude. You're looking up right now. Look yeah, up. Yeah, there's so many. I did. There's so many random people. Craig uh, Randall the second. Uh, Keon Clergio, we are so off topic right now. Keon, the tubby teams you could go for hours. I feel like, I mean, dude, none of these people played basketball here. Craig Randall, the second, I was so checked out during the tubby years. I still watched games, but that's fair. He played in seven games. Oh my gosh, you remember Malik Rhodes? Yeah, oh, uh, Kareem, uh, Kareem Bruton, he was good. We talked about him not that long ago, though. Oh. Remember, he hit the back-to-back game winners or whatever. They weren't back-to-back. He just had the last two that we. No, seen. no, that the last. Two, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was. All right, back on topic. Two and zero SMU. Hey, good game. I mean, it was a good game. Very frustrating yeah. though. Only winning that one by fifteen. Also very frustrating. Not scoring a hundred points. Yeah, the the ninety nine part was a little frustrating, but Penny's uh, official as far as the NCA would claim it. A one hundredth win would have been neat to get a right on a hundred there, or one on one, whatever. Uh, no, super frustrating. You're up what twenty at half. You got up by as many as like twenty nine. You only end up winning by fifteen, and a result of that is we've talked about it numerous times this year, metric wise. It hurt like you win that game and you drop in the net because you and I get it. You got to get some guys some rest. You played more of your bench later in. But like, sure. One of those games, I just just beat somebody by 25. Just do it. Like, and if there was a game that was going to happen, it was that one. Kendrick, double, double and half. I thought he was getting the triple, double. 
He got close. He, he flirted right with there. it for sure. 25, 11 assists and seven boards. He had seven boards with like 13 minutes left in the game. Yeah. I thought he was good. Which we talked about team rebounding, kind of like that that community rebounding amongst the team, not having a guy that could um, stand out and just collect all the boards. I mean, shout out to Kendrick getting seven yeah. boards. He does rebound pretty well for a guard, but um, where I was kind of going with that was Chandler Lawson. Where did that come from? Game of his life, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody played well that game. Um, yeah, Chandler, nine boards, twelve and nine. He was one. He was one board away from a dub dub. Jaden with twelve points off the bench. Kendrick, obviously, we said twenty five, ten of eleven for the free throw line. Three of seven. He came out shooting it hot against Sessi. I thought he was about to absolutely obliterate them. Uh, Keontae. 16 points, three assists, two boards, two steals. It was three of five from three-point line. By the way, we've talked about Keontae stepping up recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Talking about yesterday, Tulsa, that's four straight in double figures for Keontae. Over the last four games, he's averaging 13 and a half. I'm not going to lie. Was, I got was three of – Three of five against SMU from three, and what was he yesterday? Two of five. You know what he's shooting in conference play from three? Guess. We talked about this. Um, oh, it's only going up. I would say assuming it's better now, 42. I'm going to say something wild. Is it 42? Right on the bunions. 42.1% yeah, like uh, through nine games played. He is in seventh in conference three-point shooting percentage wow. in uh in the conference one spot above oh, crazy one spot above former tiger tyler harris hmm. okay so okay. keontae I'll shooting that, that thing we got another there's another uh tiger on the top 15 list there kendrick number 11 he's shooting 34.5 percent from three in conference play so not terrible getting back up to he's Probably his career closer to his career average. Yeah, but yeah. I was going to say he's dude, he's definitely you know who's leading the conference in three point shooting. Landers probably. Yeah. Do you know what he's shooting? Something absurd. Forty six percent. Nine games. The dude is shooting almost fifty one percent from three. Fifty point eight percent from three, and that's not as a, it's not because he hasn't shot that many. I mean, he's thirty yeah, fifty nine. Pure volume. Yeah. I mean that is. Fifth, fourth, or fifth. Eh, I guess he hasn't attempted that many. Middle of the pack attempts, but he leads the conference in number made with 30 three point field goals in nine games. Seems pretty good. Dude, yeah, I, I thought I gotta... they were going to pull it out against Houston. We needed it metric wise. That had been big. Yeah. That had definitely vaulted them into the top 75, which would have given us another quad one win. Well, with Landers going down, that didn't really help out. I was uh, yeah, but kind he, of following he along back, so that's that. good. Yeah, I was kind of following along, but once Landers got hurt, I was like, all right, whatever, check it yeah, out. Because I knew it wasn't going to – yeah, I thought it was over. But, you know, we've kind of touched on it. I'm not going to lie. I kind of got a little tickle when the Tigers started hitting threes like that. I mean, they were at like 40% in the first half, I think is what it was. The last two games have been shooting that thing. Yeah, they, they, very similar the last two games. Like everything about the last two games very similar. Terms of how they shot, how they rebounded. I mean, nearly forty percent against SMU. 
Um, they rebounded well against SMU, ended up tying on the boards. Uh, They let SMU kind of come back late. And then yesterday, 31.6%. So started out really strong. I think you started out, what, three or four? Your first three field goals were threes. Um, But, I mean, yeah, shooting the ball better. They're right there. What we've talked about, six threes out of 19 attempts yesterday. I think that's perfect. SMU was nine threes out of 23. I mean, I don't think you're going to be taking that many most of the time. but No, that's a lot. Six of those were between Keontae and uh, Kendrick. But, yeah, I mean, they are definitely – it doesn't feel like shooting is an issue at all. It doesn't really feel like anything offensively right now besides potentially, you know, rebounding at times. Well, if they can Although stay you consistent that... with the shooting, I think we'll be fine. I don't, I'm not going to say it's not a problem. I mean, there are times they're, they're shooting threes a little higher, like probably more, a higher percentage, or excuse me, more attempts than I think more I often prefer. Yeah. yeah, prefer them to, but they're going in right now. So whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, SMU game was good. Yesterday, Tulsa uh, kind of let them hang around a little longer than you yeah. probably should have. Uh, that's a team that's only got five wins. They just got their first conference win last week against Tulane. Um, you're only up two at half. You let them take the lead by as many as four or five right there a couple minutes into the second half. Um, and then I tweeted it at halftime. It's like, I don't know what – I just have this supreme confidence in Kendrick that, you know, my dad had texted me and said something about how he just kind of had a rough first half, um, wasn't really shooting the ball great, didn't really have – too many plays that stood out at all. Um, but I tweeted, I was like, Kendrick's about to take over the second half. And sure enough, there was that stretch. He had eight straight. We took the lead, and I don't think we gave it up after that point. And he ended up finishing with, what, uh, 26? 20-something, yeah. 26, five assists, four boards. I mean, oh. two steals. Player player of the week in the conference for the sixth time this season already. Averaged 25 and a half and eight assists over the two games last week. So. Dude is filling up the scoring. He moved yeah, into, I think, what, second place in the American yep. for all-time scoring, surpassed 2,000 points, passed uh, Jared Cumberland from Cincinnati. Um, so He'll beat that by the end think, of the year, oh, right? Yeah. I think he, he was like – It's like 1,700, I think is what it was. It's not uh, – he's not terribly far behind, like yeah. 70 or 80 points behind or something, I think, so – Next couple of weeks, probably. Yeah, I mean, shoot, the way he's been playing, twenty-five a game. We're talking three more games. Yeah, with with this game, I found it interesting because normally Kendrick does a lot of his work by trying to attack the basket and picking up the end one, always getting get to the, the foul, foul line. Calls. Yeah, he did not get to the free throw line very often versus uh, who was that Tulsa? Yeah, he did against only, in other games. Only, he only had five free throws. Yeah, yeah, he's Which, been getting. I mean, until yesterday, essentially double-digit free throw attempts. I mean, he had 11 at SMU. He had a 21 of 23. He was like got to the line 23 times. I want to say that was yeah. UCF or somebody not too terribly long ago. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, he didn't really get to the free throw line. He was, he was just making other plays, you know, knocking down a shot here or there, knocking down a couple back-to-back threes, knocking down a mid-range jumper, getting a layup. Like, not really getting a ton of foul yeah. calls, but uh, – Shot decent from three, three and nine, 10 to 22 from the field. 
played all but one minute. I don't know how I like That's that. It's wild. <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. Especially when you get into that tournament time, you can't be playing 39 minutes a game, three games in four days. Yeah, I don't I don't love that. I can definitely agree with you on that. Um one thing that stood out to me is we kind of touched on it when we were talking about the SMU game is that number three man, it's been pretty fluid bouncing back and forth between Keontae and um Elijah McCadden. Both had a good game. And yeah. I think that kind of played a part into the 12, 12 point victory, I think it was. I think I said they were doing by 14, it was 12, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean Elijah with eleven nine. He almost had a dub dub, eleven and nine. Uh, Keontae with twelve and three, and an assist and a steal. Like, yeah, I mean you're get you get double figures out of both of them. You get a double double out of DeAndre, and then Keontae or Kendrick goes off for his twenty plus. Like, yeah, I don't think there's many teams that are beating you. I mean, yeah. you didn't get a whole lot of production out of the bench. Jonathan hit two shots. I mean, he shot well two or three. And then yep. Jaden had six points, two two from the free throw line and then two or four from the field. But uh they got your starters. Of, go ahead. I was just gonna say we've kind of in these last couple of weeks, this five game winning streak, which is the longest in the conference, you've kind of really sh- obviously some of that's Alo and Malcolm being gone, but your rotation is down significantly. I mean, you're, you got really – it's 8-9, depending on how many minutes KO gets, right? He has obviously been starting, sure. but there are times when he only plays like five minutes as a starter. Um, yeah. A starter by definition only kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, you almost – I think one, two, three, four. Your starters outscored their entire team. So, I mean, that's, that's always a good start, right? Yeah. You don't really need the bench to to go off if if your starters are going to outscore the bench or their right. entire team alone. So, so in it is what it is. In tune with that, uh, Penny mentioned in the post game, at least after Tulsa yesterday, that there's a pretty pretty good possibility that Malcolm will play against Tulane. Now, I don't think it's going to be like 15 minutes. It's probably going to be like six or seven, I would assume. Um, what do you? He he's he himself, Coach Hardaway, that is mentioned. He's going to have to figure out how to work Malcolm and Alo back in. He said Alo's progressing a little bit quicker than they were kind of anticipating. So, you know, he could be back here in the next, you know, week ten days. How do you work them back in? He's he's talked about how comfortable the team's getting right now, how well they're playing together, people understanding their roles. We talked about. Elijah, what he's doing, Conte kind of becoming that third scoring option. Obviously, what Kendrick and and uh, DeAndre are able to do, like, what do you see Malcolm and Alo's roles being when they come back? Well, with Malcolm, I mean, I, I, me personally, I think I put Malcolm right into the starting lineup. Like you said, Ko comes in, he plays. It feels like three minutes, and then they pull him. Yeah, every time it's it's never a full on start. Like he's not going. You know, I don't even think he's reached five minutes straight at one point yet. So I think you're probably fine putting in um, Malcolm just with the starting group, see what you got, and then just kind of play him off. Penny's known to be sporadic with this starting lineups or just lineups in general. So uh, maybe that's a, a skill set that he uses just to kind of throw other teams off it, or, you know, maybe it's just still figuring it out, right? 
Um, with Alex, I don't think, I don't think I don't, you have any rush to he, play him. I don't think he changes the starting lineup. Penny's pretty, uh, so. pretty little stitious. I think All he right. sticks with, with the five he's had. They're on this five-game winning streak. They've been playing well. Even if that means KO checks out at the 19-minute mark of the first half, I think he sticks with the starting five. I'm going to look it up once we get off this because I'm curious to know if KO has played five consecutive longest... minutes. Well, yeah, because I mean, we're part of the problem, Like Obviously, he is very talented when it comes sure. to blocks. Like He is second in the conference in blocks, I think. He has 17 in nine conference games, um, which is only behind Taylor Hendricks of UCF, who has 18. Yeah. But the problem is, like, we got to have, he's got to be rebounding more. Yesterday, 15 minutes of action, he had one rebound. It's not great. We got to grab a board. And Joey was on the coach's show today. Um, talking about it and he's been working like one-on-one they were joking around sure. calling it like he's tutoring him after practice every day but if there's anybody to tutor you i think joey's probably a heck of a tutor when it comes to yeah. rebounds so hopefully that starts paying off sooner rather than later yeah i think you're right like you got to get malcolm back get get him back to game speed we need his size his ability to seal off offensive guys yeah. and, and help even if he's not grabbing the rebound he creates space for Kendrick or who Keontae whoever to come in the lane and get a get a board he's good about finding a body and, and putting it on him and, and boxing him out so it's true I think Alo you have to you play him a little slower right there's no rush to put Alo back in there I don't think can you play does Alo play slow is there a slow Alo play no, you, you put know that dude I mean, on the like, court and he's going 110. Yeah, and he's gonna freaking pop his groin off again, bro. Whoa, talking about uh, popping yeah. groins. Hey, it's what it is. Mm. I don't you know. know. I, I still don't know if to me. I mean, I know they say he's progressing. It's I would. It still to me feels like it'd be a surprise if he came back. Although he did, I just feel like it was a more serious injury than people have kind of like people keep asking when he's come back i'm like the dude said it popped if you say something <laughs> pops like i don't that doesn't seem like something you're trying to rush back from so what was that six games how many has he missed it was ucf so like yeah, two weeks ago six games yeah um no no, we've won five since then. It was five. It will be, then. yeah. It will be six games on two lane. I don't know. I just you need him. I think you're going to need him. And when you get to tournament time, it be that the American tournament time, be that you know March Madness, whatever. I think you need him healthy. So I would not rush him back. You're doing fine without him now. Demaria exists out there on the court. He can help you out um, with the backup minutes. Like, I don't know what to say. Like, I, I just expected I don't know. something different. I don't know. On or off the court. I don't know. Dude steps off the court quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's unfair. I'm not trying to judge the guy. He came here scoring 17 points a game because he had the ball in his hands literally every play. And then you're coming here. You're not doing that with Kendrick here. So, like, yeah. it is, you know, he's it playing a different role. Yeah, I mean, be a, he's got to be – he's a defender. He's a go-get boards. 
push the ball up. Like he's just being asked to be to do things differently than what he was at uh UIC. Yeah. I'm going to, let me just tell you, for those who don't know, I am dealing with sinus death right now. You can probably hear it in my voice. I have tissue. I'm dying right now, like literally dying. My nose is running. My eyes are watering. Don't go chasing waterfalls on these nose because it's, well, it's nonstop here. We, we appreciate your powering through. I am trying not to sneeze right. I'm like literally about to sneeze on this screen, like in your face. Um, it is, it's a commitment. You no, know? it's a commitment. Well, we Antibiotics and beer. Here we are. Wow. My pharmacist wife would tell you not to do yeah, that. Yeah, don't tell your wife that. Um, all right. Anything else from uh last week? I I'll say this last thing. We'll kind of get into this a little bit too. But what's very frustrating about the metrics, we played two games, we won both of them. Bless you, sir. Thank you. Played two games, won both of them, as we should, both by about what we were projected. Yesterday, sure. depending on when you got the line, I covered because I got it at 11 and a half, so we won by 12. SMU was right around like 13 or 14. We 13. covered that. We won by 15. And we today, Monday, one week after playing those two games, we've dropped in every metric. I including the net so much which we'll get into right now so where do we stand uh as far as ncaa tournament in the net we are currently 41 which is still good for second obviously in the american houston is the number one over on that team and they have a quad three loss you know how many quad three losses we have zero zero uh but they do have four quad one wins we only have one but we were 37th to begin last week. Play two games, win them both, and you've dropped four spots. So that's how much we need help from like UCF beating us, and they've lost four straight, I think, doesn't help. Uh, Tulane losing to freaking Tulsa doesn't help. Um, who else? There were several. Bama getting obliterated by Oklahoma yeah, State doesn't help. Like Your strength of schedule has definitely dropped a bit. With uh, some of these unexpected losses, we're not we're not getting any Auburn losing West Virginia doesn't help. So we're not getting any help. We just got to keep winning. Like losing to Tulane Saturday, it's your only game this week would be catastrophic at this point. Can't do it. Can't do you it. Can't you got to win. You got to win your home games. With the ex like, you could drop a Houston, like. That's excusable. They're the number one net. Do you saying a Houston or both Houston's? I'm just saying if you lost the game to Houston at home, it's fine. They're the it's number not one kill net the metrics, team. Yeah, right. But you can't. Tulane is currently one on one in the the net. That's a quad three game at home. Can't lose it. You can't take a quad three loss right now. Looking over the next. Uh let's say five games or so, just because we keep mentioning Houston. It's totally plausible the Tigers could drop two out of those three. I mean, I know they're playing hot, but you should beat Temple or Tulane. Tulane's not yes. going to get hot like they were from three last time. I just, that was ridiculous. And I think you anyone should... who watches that and knows Tulane, they don't shoot like that. That was unheard of and uncharacteristic from them, so that should be a W. South Florida is South Florida. That's a W. 
temple may actually be better than what we i mean not hey you and i we kinda... we were on it we were on yeah it. i mean but, uh, again though that's a home game that you really favored by 10 they're as well. sitting they're sitting inside they're eight and two in conference they're sitting in second place they've won at houston like you need that win but you can't drop it at home they're 116 that's a quad three can't have it you gotta win that game you should so be you're UCF. saying drop two, like I think I that think there's you, one of there they could lose. I mean, I could see them, but realistically, really, you need to be on a nine game winning streak going into that game at Houston. Yeah, that'd be incredible. I, I think the way I should word it is you need to win three of the next four at least. Independent on which one you lose, obviously makes a big difference because if you lose the South Florida, that that crushes you as well. But there's not really a game on here that you can afford to lose right now, though. Um, UCF wouldn't be that bad. I mean, that's a it'd be quad two, so I guess, yeah, it's quad two. It's, it it's at home. home versus 50, but then you, you look at it from like conference and uh, yeah, it's not great. They just lost four in a row, like, you got no business losing to them. You owe them one, yeah. you already should have beat them. You're up 11, four minutes left on the road, like. Don't let them come in here and beat us. When these you next were favored, four, and then we'll get to Houston. You were favored in seven of your next nine games, and the only two losses are projected against Houston. Yeah, but we like, said that after, that's not unrealistic. I know, I know, I know. We said that's that after Alabama State when you were going to be favored in the next what was it, fourteen games, fifteen, and then you went out and immediately. Lost that literally lost the two lane, but again, fluke shooting the UCF game. You could have won that game four different times. I felt like it, yeah. And they've what are we've, you gonna do? we've kind of uh, um, gotten down on three point defensive issues that we sure. were saying, mm-hmm. like teams aren't shooting nearly as well as they were. Some of that though could be because I mean, although since he came into that game being. The best shooting team, top yeah, top team. You were kind of able to hold them uh, relatively low from below their season average from behind the arc. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think Saturday we'll get into it now. Tulane. So Saturday, Tulane. Uh, you have the whole week off. You got a week to prepare for them. They're going to play some zone, right? They're pretty good at it. Like we saw it down there in New Orleans. They play Wednesday against SMU. So, you know, they don't have a full week to prepare, but it is a home game for them, one that they probably should win by like 10. I would say, you know, double-digit win for them against SMU yeah. probably. Um, and then they come in here, and right now Kim Palm has us winning by nine, which to me feels like a lot, but I don't know. Feels like a lot. Chance, 79% chance of uh, winning. I don't – the line to me I feel like will be like, six and a half seven and a half maybe i mean i guess it's typically usually right on par with what kim pom says yeah. but i don't know nine feels like a a big number to me well it feels like a lot considering how you played them last game and and that's not yeah. necessarily about how well they shot like yes they shot extremely well it was my point a second ago but the tigers didn't really play all that great either so it's like it was a mixed combination of things. so i could totally see a 10 point win but i could also see them Winning by five, 
You just this this has got to be a much better defensive game. Like, if sure. you had told me before that two lane game we were going to go down there and score eighty nine, I'd have told you we won ninety nine out of a hundred times we win the game. Yeah. So just need a much better defensive effort Saturday. Rebound the ball like you've been rebounding it. Um, hopefully you you come out you're shooting well decently from three again. You don't have an off night. You get what you get out of Katie, DeAndre. Keontae continues with his streak of double-digit scoring games. Elijah continues to play his role as as well as he had. Hopefully you get some productive minutes out of Malcolm and get out of Saturday with uh, yeah. what it's Larry Finch bobblehead night. So get out there early. I think first 3,000 get a bobblehead for Larry. And then uh, obviously the jersey retirement for uh, – all the runs and right. So yeah. try to get to the building early and and uh let's win one Saturday for old uh old Lorenzo. Absolutely. Put Lorenzo on my list of favorite tigers as well. Somewhere in there. I don't know what number he exactly. And, he and said were core, yeah. very young childhood memories for me. Um, all right. Any other thoughts on uh on Tulane for Saturday? No, get 40 rebounds, Tigers win. I don't know if they lost a game when they collect 40 boards. That's also a hell of a high ask. Yeah, 40 would be. <laughs> That's like one of the highest rebounding games they've had. But 40 would be good. I think we put up 80 again, though. They're 141 in defense. Well, I'll take that. Give me 80 plus. You get to the 80 mark, I think you win this one. I'm trying to see where they're at. Who? Tulane. I was looking at their defensive efficiency. Yeah, 141. Yeah. I don't know. Tigers win. I'm going to say Tigers win 72-67. That's what I would go. Lower scoring. I'll say Tigers win. Continue to be undefeated at home. I'm going to go 81 73. Okay. So eight eight points? Yeah. The math is mathing. Um, all right. From a we talked about net already. Ken Palm, we're sitting. So from a tournament perspective, where are we looking right now? Net, you're 41. Ken Palm 36. Uh if you look at Lenardi, he's currently got us as one of the last four buys. We are the 10 seed playing what? You're I don't muted. like that. No, I'm not muted. I just wasn't. You saying don't like anything. the 10 seed? I don't it's like much better to me than I mean, eight, I, I, okay, it's better than eight nine. I know. I don't but... like I don't like where he has us as a 10 seed. Correct. 10 seed versus San Diego State in Sacramento with number two seed Arizona. I cannot stand when we get sent out to freaking California. So all over that. Uh, Palm has us as the nine seed playing North Carolina in Birmingham, which I would absolutely love. Yeah, that's not bad. With the one, the one seed Bama rematch with Bama. I would take that right now. Yeah. I'd take it right now. Kidding me? You give Hardaway another chance to game plan against Bama? Give it to mm. me. Shut down Brandon That's Miller. More favorable. I think I'd like that one more. Wait. 
No, no, that's not the guy. I was thinking you said the guy from uh, Alabama that just got arrested. I was like, wait, he can't play, Trey. Darius Miles. Miles. <laughs> yeah, he can't play. No. Um. Yeah, I would take that all day. I want. I just. I want to be in Birmingham. I think there would be a sure. very, very, good very large contingency of Tiger fans in Birmingham. So whatever seed gets us in Birmingham, give it to me. Except um, while we're talking about CBS Sports and Jerry Palm, have you noticed that uh, local celebrity Gary Parish has us ranked in his top twenty-five and one? Weird. That's I think he has us twenty-third today. Okay. Are we? It's not common for that Gary ranking? to have us ranked. I know. Caught me off um, guard. I would say no, probably not. Actually, not deserving. Like, yeah, that's probably what, not what else could be well to received. Do to be deserving. I will say this: pause. CBS Sports, Gary, if you're listening, we know that you are. Please start using our correct logo. You are using the old orange tiger logo. It orange is tiger is the worst. I never thought that I would hate that logo, but since it's gone blue and gray, that is, I don't like seeing better. this logo. Um, honestly, this next four game stretch, I think should be the difference maker. Cause you haven't really, I mean, Cincinnati is decent. Cincinnati was um, decent. You, yeah. This five game stretch, you don't really, although you haven't really played anyone every, I, mean, I don't, every week that that at temple win is looking better and better. Sure. 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 Which, but also back, like, thank goodness we won that game. <laughs> yeah. That would be real bad. I just, I don't know. Looking at the five game stretch, whatever. And it's not great. Again, Cincinnati looks good. Um, Tulane looks to be like a decent team. Like uh, I'm not going to say they just trash. lost to Tulsa. I know. I'm not going to say they're a trash team. They had a bad loss there, but South Florida is not good. Um, you beat Temple. If you could beat Temple again and then top UCF, I have no reason to believe that you should be a top 25 team. I'd argue I, you have I an think argue, a case you, for 20. If you hadn't lost that UCF game, sure, I think I would argue be, that's fair. You'd be in the top twenty-five right now. Which, like, I was talking about this yesterday with uh, my buddy John. Like, we only have five losses right now. That feels damn good. It does feel damn good as long as everyone stays healthy. And you, yeah, you know, I mean, and we talk about you win these next four. You're sitting at twenty-one and five. Yeah. You're in a real good spot. Do you remember what we said our final season records would be? I had us at like 23 and 8 or something. I think Whatever. I, I don't know how many losses. regular season. Huh? I think I said nine losses. I think we both ended up saying eight. I think you changed. Yeah. Which we is because I, I think completely possible. Yeah. We said 14. And, I know I said 14 and four in conference, which seems. Accurate right now. Like the only two games yeah. you're out there that you should lose or will be projected to lose are the Houston game, which would put you right at 14 and four. And then sure. I had us losing one more out of conference game initially. So could end yeah. up, I guess, like 24 and I seven. Think it- 
if you win your next four, let's say you lose to Houston away, beat Wichita State. God, that week's going to be tough at Houston and then turn around and at Wichita State. They've been playing Wichita, a lot better. Well, and then you get Cincinnati. I mean, I know it's Cincinnati at home, but still yeah. Cincinnati looks to – I mean, they gave us a run. They're good. Landers is shooting that thing. Yeah, he's probably going to come in here and light it up. I could see an argument. If you take Houston, lose to Houston away, be Houston at home, and you don't drop another one, I mean, there's a serious argument there to be made for a a pretty high-ranked team. But let's see it happen first. I mean, obviously beat number two, Cincinnati, 51, it looks like. Yeah, UCF. I mean, there's good wins in there. You have an option. You have the ability to do it and to look good, build a resume. But let's just freaking win out. That'd be great. Beat Houston twice. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, freaking win out. All right, Trey, do we have any other news? We had football news? Uh, I think we had nothing huge. Nothing, we did. Yeah, we nothing got, big. We got one more wild thing 23 commit. Two, technically two. What? Uh, Landon oh, Carter, is, the uh, kicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you also picked up uh, Jacob Gray. The I thought you were saying seven offensive linemen. I thought you were saying wild thing 22, and I was like, no, class of 22 is gone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Landon Kicker. So, obviously, probably will red shirt, but he's a, he's a five-star Coles kicker, I think, out of Baton Rouge. Yeah. Um. This is no disrespect to Landon or any other kicker that's listening, but TJ, should kickers be called five star? I think they want to be included. Does a I five star? Let me ask you this: Does a five star kicker exist? Is that a thing? Um, that dude from Florida State a while back that went on to just be awful in the NFL. He was probably Jake collegiate Elliott. five five star. Would be about as close to a five star kicker as you could get. Arroyo, Which also Roberto shout out Goya, what's his name? Yeah, shout out to uh, former Tigers Jake Elliott and Kenny Gainwell playing in the Super Bowl in two weeks. I can't, dude. Representing. Yeah, I guess that's a. Uh, anyway, Landon at Coles, uh, kicking five star. They have him as the forty third. That also seems off. 43rd best kicker in the class, but he's a five-star. Yeah. How many five-star kickers are there? That's what I'm saying. They just want inclusion at this point. Like, what are we talking about? I don't know, but glad to have him. Glad he's here. Seems like after next year, we'll hopefully be the uh, kicker going forward. So, hey, for many, many folks call us Kicker U. So hopefully continuing the uh, the Kicker U tradition. Um, speaking of my boy Roberto Aguayo, he did not miss an extra point in three years at Florida State. And he then got to the league and was cheeks. He was cheeks, but he hit 69 of 78 on field goals. So I'd say he probably counts as a five star kicker. Hey, speaking of Jake Elliott, have you seen the, uh, The conspiracy stuff on the Eagles using something to kick off of? I have seen that. And do you think that Jake Elliott is a cheater? No, the holder's a cheater. 
Jake's maybe guilty by association, but that's about it. He would never. He would never. What do, do you that. think that is that they're using? I've seen a video and it does look like they're using something. For those of you that yeah. don't know what we're talking about, there is a conspiracy theory out there. There's some video evidence on uh, the platform TikTok. I'm sure the video exists somewhere else, but the claim is that the Eagles are using something that they place under the ball. It looks like a quarter or something that makes uh, kicking it off the turf a little bit easier. The video Maybe I the saw, half, there was definitely dollar. something there. There was definitely something. It's a, a JFK half dollar would be my guess. It's a little bigger. A little thicker, yeah. I mean, maybe that's why Jake's booting that thing, but proud of Illinois, Jake Nell. Uh, Any other football stuff? No, that's it, man. RJ Adams, boom, out of here because of the transfer rules. Get out of here. Not that big of a deal, though. I mean, no, no, no. You added enough. Yeah, you've got, uh, you have plenty of offensive linemen. All right, anything else? Try not to sneeze on the screen here. Uh, no, let's get on Please to the beer. Do that. All right. The thrill is on. Double dry hopped. This, this is good. good. I like it. It was. It was a good. Uh, it's a good brew. I feel like Bill, beer. Is this the first? You'll have to go back and look. Is this the first Bill yeah, Street brewing we've done? Yeah, it is. All hail correct. the king. Wow. I feel like it's hitting me. I'm over here. This is the fucking Bill Street Brewery. This is the... Uh, don't I don't know how many game. people are familiar with Bill Street Brewing. I feel like that's one of the newer ones out there. But uh, it's good. I like this one. What say you, Trey? What do you think about this can? It's so hazy. Um, it's a good can. I really like the... You know, I don't... I mean, what it... Sort of a shout out to BB King, maybe this little Lucille yeah, guitar. That's what that is? That is Lucille. I love it. Um, love the jacket he's got on. See that? Yeah, I'm a sucker for shiny, so I like it. I'm feeling it. It is a good can. It really hits home. Um, I do. I mean, the guitar plan. It looks good. I just want. I want more in the background. You know what I mean? It's just like shapes and color in the background. Give me a little bit more in the background. I'd That's be fair. a little higher. But uh, overall, solid can. I'm going to go 7-1 on the can. Okay. I'm going to go a little higher. I like the can. Again, sucker for shiny. I'm like a, a child out there. And it kind of looks like BB King. So I'm going to go 7-4 on the can. Yeah. The only – his mustache is a little too separated for me. You know what I mean? Look how far away the mustache is. That does look a little funny. I mean, I know some people rock that. They got a little gap in the middle, but that's a pretty... I mean, you could drive a truck through that. What'd you say? The camera? I said 7.4 for myself. Hmm. That's good. Uh, the beer was very good. Yeah. I went, I went through... Oh, wow. Beer. You see this? Beer, buddy. Beer, buddy. Yeah, that's gosh, that's gonna bump mine up. What did I say? So I'm going seven point three because of that. And I just saw that. It's the little thing. Also, goodness gracious, you see that? I'm missing all sorts of little details. Tennessee in there with a guitar. Yeah, seven three. Bump it up. It's a good can. There's details there I was just missing. 
Uh, the beer is good. This good. I've learned that the double dry hopped hazy IPAs are generally undefeated. They're normally good. I've never had a bad one. I mean, yeah, this is, I'm going seven, nine on this. What's the percentile here? I think this puts me, that puts that at like one of the top two on my ranking. You said seven, nine? Yeah. Gee willikers. Um, That's definitely up there for you. I'd say that's top four for you. Tied, actually. You got like three seven nines. Oh, really? Wow. What are the other two? You got a... Well, we'll we'll get to that. We got I gotta get some posts out there on the Instagram. Come look at our Instagram, Tigers underscore adapt. I'll put some uh some updates out there for everybody. Um this was good. I think a seven nine is a really good ranking for it, but I don't want to be a copycat. Isn't Natalie at your house right now? Why don't get her to get you some Sudafed? My wife's a pharmacist. TJ needs medication. I am I have get Natalie to give you some Sudafed. I've been Those on, of you listening the, for weeks, all of our month, all actually. of our wives are at TJ's house watching The Bachelor right now. So go ask Natalie for some Sudafed. It's behind the counter because people make crystal meth out of it. But that's true. I'm gonna say eight three on this. I really like this. Wow, I'm probably is that your it. highest? What's your highest no. rated? Um, oh, you did like I, a nine something one time. Well, I didn't. No, I did an eight six with Memphis style lager. But I think that was both. The highest players. score yet still is uh, Kenny's, Kenny's 10.0. Okay, we're ending with that. Yeah. For TJ, this has been Trey. For Trey, this has been TJ. For Trey, TJ, and Trey, we're out of here. <laughs> Bring a cold bruise table that takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, please leave a like and a comment wherever you download your podcasts. Head over to BluffCityNIL.com for comprehensive coverage of Memphis Tiger Athletics. We will see you back here next week.